In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. everyone and welcome to Doing Good. And today on the podcast, I am so happy to welcome Cody Potts. Cody grew up in Herm- Hermiston. It's Hermiston. I want to say Herming. Why do I want to add, does everyone want to add a G to that? Hermingston. Well, we call it the Herm. The Herm. Call it the Hermie. That's- the Hermie. <laughs> Hermiston org. Okay. And where is Hermiston? I can never get through bios. I have too many questions right. on your bio. <laughs> Where's Hermiston? Oregon? It's northeastern Oregon. It's like it's right by Pendleton, Oregon, where the Pendleton Roundup is, or by Tri Cities, Washington. Oh, gorgeous! Oh, how pretty! Is, yeah. Okay, awesome. Very different from the desert of Utah. Mm-hmm. It's still the desert. <laughs> still the desert. Yes, but but okay. So you went to BYU Idaho. You served a mission to McAllen, Texas. Cody has an amazing family, immediate and extended, and he met his wife, Kristen, while they were EFY counselors. Their favorite pastime was to mimic each other's giggles until they laugh slash cry. He loves watching his four kids in sports, musicals, dancing, and not dying while in each other's presence. He's the clinical director of the Sons of Helaman program and has worked in the field of counseling for just under two decades. And then some fun facts about you, Cody says that you do a Lord of the Rings marathon at least once or maybe twice a year. Is that like back to back or like you'll do it one night, two night, three night, or is it like a literal marathon all day long? Probably, uh, probably through weeks because it takes so long. Do you do the extended version? Yes. Oh my goodness. How fun. And you do the Hobbit too? We've actually included that. Well, I I try to get my family in there with me, but usually it's just me. But like, oh, I think my daughter wants to come in now. So that's good. Oh my gosh. It just, those movies are incredible. I mean, it just the amount of like the story and the development of characters, like it's honestly like Tolkien is a genius, like honestly. So I think that would be so fun. My husband is like barely getting into him. Like I had to convince him for years to even watch him with me. And I'm like, you You have to kind of get into it. You have to get into the story. Kind of, If you haven't read the books, it starts out kind of slow. You don't really know what's going on. And But the more we watch it, the more he likes it. So I think a marathon is a good idea. That's fun. I'm, we're trying to get our boys into it too. They were kind of bored after the first one. They're maybe a little bit too young, but maybe in the next couple of years, we'll get into that too. And then it says that you have the best dad jokes. Oh, what were you going to say? I was just saying it ties into a lot of addiction recovery too. I'm like, Oh, it does. Recovery on so many different levels, trauma, like all the things that I nerd out about. Oh, it totally does. And we can totally, we can, we, I mean, I could talk about Lord of the Rings stuff forever. We can totally nerd out about it because it does. And just life stories and, and life lessons and good versus evil and all that kind of stuff. Okay. It, I don't, I, I might have to challenge you on dad jokes. My husband is the king of bad dad jokes. So we might have to hear some of your dad jokes. The what was the last one that we heard is I keep all my dad jokes in a database. Wah wah. Database. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that's we it's we like to cringe. We like to make our kids just cringe out to all of our awesome jokes. That's like one of our rights as a parent. Like I get to nerd dance and dad gets to tell dad jokes and we get to embarrass them. That's like our right as parents. Yeah. 
and nerd sing. Like that's what I do all the time. Oh, like, and nerd sing. Randomly breaking out into song and do you make up songs about the things you're doing? Like we'll okay. make up songs about putting butter on the bread, shutting the sliding glass door, time to go to sleep. Like we make up songs about everything and they're like, stop it. And of course, the more they say stop, the funner it is. <laughs> yeah, they sing about it. Yes. All right. And they won't sing about it, but I will. No. My son the other week, he was hanging out with some cool kids in the neighborhood and he's like, can you drop me off a block before? And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, that's the first time he's ever asked to like not be seen with us. And it was the whole family. And he didn't like, he's like, I just want to like walk up there. I don't want you guys to pull up. And I'm like, why? And he's like, mom, I don't know. Sometimes you're a little bit embarrassing. So that triggered me. So uh, as soon as we pulled up, I stood outside of the sunroof and we blasted some music and Hey Jude. Yep. And I turned on my cell phone with the flashlight and I sang Hey Jude and at the top of my lungs. And what was fun is all of his friends busted out their phones and started singing along. So Austin's like, Oh, I guess this is, I don't know. Silly bear thing. Yeah. Maybe cool. And I was like, I love you, Boston. You're so handsome. I love you. And he's like, mom, like, if you tell me not to embarrass you, then it just makes me want to embarrass you even more because you got to toughen up. Right. Don't be embarrassed. Be proud of who you are. I'm proud of who we are, as nerdy yeah. as we are. <laughs> okay, let's get into this, Cody. I would love to talk to you about your awesome mission to help boys deal with the plague of pornography. And you have created this incredible program. You are the clinical director of the Sons of Helaman. And tell our listeners what that is, how you got started doing it, what was the inspiration in starting this awesome program for boys? Yeah, I, I can't actually take credit for I'm I am the clinical director, but Maurice Harker, one of my heroes and greatest mentors, yeah, created it back in 2005. Oh, okay. I'm glad you made that clarification. Oh, no, it's, 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 and it was awesome because he was working in with like the missionaries that are coming home early from this, from their missions. And that, that was the common theme. Like they were coming home because of an addiction or some type of sexual misbehavior that they came home for. Maybe they didn't put that out to the bishop or the state president beforehand. And so he was seeing this theme. And so he started the Sons of Healing program, started with three guys in a group. And now, now we're serving about 350 to 400 guys every week. And it's amazing. And he's been a great mentor and I've been so grateful to be able to just kind of like, like hang on his coattails a little bit and just, yeah, and just learn from him. And it's amazing because we're just, we're meeting with these amazing young men that want to do so good and they want to get it right. And, and they just know that this is a plague that's nothing that they've chosen. Cause I've always told these guys, remember that we always want light and insight. You've never decided to say, you know, I want to wake up and choose darkness today. No. Doing the, going to really crazy stuff and really filthy stuff. I've never chosen, we've never chosen to do that. And so I have to convince these young men to just say, you know what? I, I choose light and insight every day. I don't want any darkness. And I know that there's an adversary that has over 7,000 years of experience messing with the human brain and chemistry and, and the body and gosh such a little punk. And so we've got to figure out that there's an enemy, a common enemy that knows how to, knows how to really play the right cards and do the right tricks to get to the, 
the best of the best and the n- most noble and great ones. Yeah. Well, and I I think it's so important that you stress you stress that it is not their fault. And come follow me. A few weeks ago, we we've been learning about David and how he looked at Bathsheba and saw her bathing and desired her. And 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 we've talked to our boys and said the fact that he looked at her and saw a beautiful woman and desired her was not bad. That is an innate God-given gift to procreate and replenish the earth. I mean, that that's part of who you are is to want to look at women and and love them and and create a family with them. That was not a bad thing, but then what his actions, what he did, he didn't stop looking, he didn't look away and then he lusted after her and then he took her to bed and had a baby and then killed her husband and all that stuff. And this was the same David that slew Goliath. He was a good, incredible chosen man. And be having four boys, if there's anything I can stress, it's that it's, you are not bad for having the thoughts. You're not even bad for wanting to look or to be curious about it. Those are not bad things. But Satan can take something, like you said, that is so good and wonderful and awesome and twist it and make it dark and evil and addictive. And that is where you get into trouble. And and it's not for having those desires. It's for getting caught in that trap of of it it consuming your life and it's a very real thing and and i've had people very close to me that that have been caught in the pornography trap and been able through the power of the atonement to break free of those chains and live a wonderful incredible life and have families and children and 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 recover but it's something that is a constant thing it's something that doesn't go away that you always have to be on your guard and so what would you tell a young man that has seen pornography or, or, or perhaps viewed it and for the first time and can't stop thinking about it and, and is trying to decide whether they should view it again or leave it alone? So I think that's the main thing is it's like the scene just keeps replaying over and over in the mind and the mind is so great at remember this. And, you know, especially things that are quote unquote wrong, like the scariest movies I've ever seen are the ones I remember, like scene for scene. (laughs) And they come to me when my husband's out of town, I'm all by myself. I can remember details of these horror movies that I never should have watched. And it's, it's like that. It's like the things that our brain is like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. The more you do. So what's some tools that you teach in Sons of Helaman for helping clear the brain of those images or not wanting to view them again? Yeah, I don't, it's similar to what you, you're saying is like, they, we have the amygdala that is so, such a blessing of recording memories. And we have this brain bank of stuff that, that we remember. And it's very subconscious. Like we could be walking down the street and all of a sudden our body and brain is getting lusted out of nowhere. Right. And I'm like, wow, you guys know that it's, you're not the tempter and you're not the one that actually wants that. And so we teach them, a, we go through a kind of like a chemical approach, right? There's this, you know, a level zero is where we're doing great. We're following through on prompts. We're, we're feeling pretty good, pretty pumped, pretty confident. But there's that level one shift that goes in and we, we just don't recognize it. And usually there's about in the amygdala or in the, in the kind of survival brain mode, we get about 10 hits a second when we have something, something subconscious come in, 
that's not our fault. And that, that's that level one hit of a chemical shift. And usually that chemical shift causes a, uh, a mood battle. Whatever that chemical shift was, it, it may not even have been sexual. It could have been something that may, I, I don't feel like it, or I don't want to go do my homework today. And sometimes we think that the, the battle starts when we get that, you know, kind of like that temptation to go on to YouTube or go on to some type of menial mind numbing behavior. But it does happen a lot earlier, right? And so that level two comes in that mood battle. And a lot of the times the, the world around us is kind of emotions regulated as opposed to making decisions based on values and beliefs and, and really good core beliefs. And so a lot of times the brain, when it says, Ooh, I'm bored or I'm, I'm experiencing some type of emotion that's not very satisfying, the brain will then continue to drip chemicals. And then we, we call it the dude moment, that level three, where the brain is now getting the access to, oh, just go on this, go on this website or go on to YouTube or do whatever to, to kind of, um, really relieve or satisfy that emotion. But what I want to have people do is know that, man, it doesn't start so at level three, we've got to look at the lower levels of chemicals and emotions because that whole cocktail of emotions and chemicals really make us so we can't be in our wise brain. And so what I'm trying to help people do is really say, you know what, I'm experiencing this. I need to give myself some grace and mercy because I didn't want this. An analogy that we, we share a lot of times is let's say you're, you're going down and let's say you're mowing the lawn and all of a sudden a bomb is thrown in front. You go run over it and, and just like maybe hold it and caress it. Uh, you know, no, you don't, you, you go run as far as away as you can from that bomb. You don't want to be blown up. Yep. Yes. The physical kind of, the physical is not, is not going to be known in this battle, right? This is a biochemical warfare that the adversary is, is giving us. And so yep. we're not going to notice that bomb. So give yourself enough grace. And most people don't know this. I didn't know it when I first got introduced to the principles that Maurice taught me. We've got to give ourselves enough grace to say, that was not my fault, but now it is my responsibility to do something about it because I'm not going to go get blown up again. Right. Any, yeah, that's what I would share with someone that's kind of getting into, you know, getting some therapy or getting to the point where they want to recover from something like that. Is the Sons of Haleman program similar or follow the same pattern as like a 12-step recovery program? So the 12-step is going to be more focused on, and we're, we're focused on the atonement too, but like that's going to be more of that. They're going to go into the inventory. We want them to kind of not only be in the Sons of Healing program, but we want them to follow the, the tenets of the 12, just, just to notice and, and, and engage and say, I'm powerless without the, the atonement. I need to get to that point where I can use it. So it's not necessarily the same setup. So a lot of times in, in the 12 step, you kind of get your turn to talk. There's no crosstalk here. We're, we're very much battling. We call it sparring. And so we're similar to like a, a sporting dis okay. or football. We're going yep. in saying, you know, biochemical warfare. What are the things that the adversary might say when I'm trying to fight my best and I'm, when I'm trying to get light and insight in my life, what are the adversaries kind of little annoying comments or thoughts that he might come in with and how am I going to fight that to get my reasons for fighting down? 
so I can maintain and really fight with um, almost an even ground when we know that the adversary is coming in with those blasts. Do you feel like this is a program that you have seen young men succeed in? And, and maybe it goes hand in hand with the 12-step program. They both complement each other and, and maybe you'd recommend doing both simultaneously or, or one after the other. But do you feel like this is something that the atonement truly can fix because it is biochemical and it is like a drug and now we understand how the brain works and getting the dopamine hits and and how it, it's absolutely similar to being addicted to cocaine i mean to to you know to do heroin exactly yeah having you know like the medical drugs the oxycodone like all those things is this is very this does very similar things in the brain as as drugs do so it, do you feel like I guess what I'm trying to say is I believe in the in the power of the atonement and I believe in repentance and it can, but is this enough to combat something as serious as physically having your brain be altered from viewing it? Have you seen success stories? Is there hope for parents that are like, my son, it, it, it maybe it wasn't a couple images, maybe this has been going on for a year and they are just coming out, just beginning to open up with how serious their addiction has been. And parents that are like, is there hope for recovery from this? Yeah. And, oh man, I, I would just say there is. There, there's, I mean, I've worked with thousands of people that have just, you know, some are, some take a few years. Some takes, they, they get this information. They just roll with it because they have right tools and resources available to them. They, they have maybe some things that are maybe so much more available to them than others right and so um and this is the first time where ever ever i thought that the atonement was accessible probably when i got this information i was like oh my goodness why have i been not thinking that because I, I was always thinking that i was the one that was the tempter or the tormentor or anything i dealt with a lot of depression anxiety i didn't i got exposed to pornography and all that stuff but like Man, the adversary really hit me with real huge self-esteem battles and self-worth battles. And when I got this, this book, it was called Like Dragons They Fight. And that's the book that we use with Sons of Healing Program. I realized that, oh my goodness, I was, I, I'm not the enemy. And the adversary is taking that enmity that's supposed to only be given by God as a gift to us between us and Satan, right? And so I was like, oh my goodness, I am using that enmity between me and myself. And sometimes me and others and, you know, situations. And so when I was able to concentrate that enmity toward the adversary, and I did it with what we call warrior chemistry, really noticing he's, he's, he's really making me drift into those higher level chemicals and emotions. I was then able to say, oh, I will not, I will not take this. And I will, I will put this on you. You are the tempter. I'm not going to give into this temptation. I'm not going to give in these thoughts, horrible thoughts about myself that you're putting in my mind. And that's when I saw that the, that the atonement became accessible. And you'll see that with these boys in here and men, because we have the men Moroni program for, for men that are, their wives are dealing with betrayal trauma and they're dealing with the, they want to help her heal, but they also need to heal from their addiction. And so we're, we'll go in there and we'll, we'll test that. We'll see, Hey, what is the atonement? What does the atonement mean? What does repentance mean? And how can we get to that point where we can take out the adversary and really get close to God 
how can we get to that stillness and that peace? Because when we can get to that, that warrior chemistry, then that makes our mind and body more apt to the wisdom and the synergy and kind of like the interdependence that we want with Heavenly Father. And that's what I want to achieve with everybody. And so if, if they're going in and they're maybe having a hard time with God, or maybe they feel like they're governed by the God of this world, right? Who wants to tempt and wants to torment. We'll kind of assess that and see what's, what's getting in the way of not letting them uh, observe the, the, observe our savior accurately and observe God accurately because he's the most amazing provider, provider, protector. And that's what I want to teach these young men. We can be really excellent provider, providers, and protectors. And whatever gets us from that, the adversaries coming in with some type of annoying tool or some type of annoying battle. How can we get to the point where we take him out and get closer to God? How did you come up with the formula? How did you come up with the tools to use? And then have they been proven to to work and and not only do you are they mostly church-based or do you take scientific research on the latest and greatest of fighting this this battle of pornography to you know to teach these young boys how to fight it off yeah we take a lot of the neurobiological research that's out there for chemical chemical approaches emotions all those things that god created within our bodies as alarm systems to get to him so we take a lot of the cognitive behavioral approaches, the neurolinguistic approaches to, to changing our, our brain language. Um, cause as we know the, our cognitions really affect our behaviors and attitudes so much. Yes. It's just, we want to cope with things that are just not very good for our system. So we'll take a lot of the neurolinguistic approaches and really the kind of what we learn with the brain chemistry and different neuro, neurobiological approaches and say, okay, how can we how can we implement that here? Awesome. I, I love the analogy of fighting and, and the scripture that's associated with the sons of Helaman is Mosiah 20 verse 11 says they fought for their lives and for their wives and for their children. Therefore, they exerted themselves and like dragons did they fight. Why do you feel like this analogy of fighting and battling and going to war works so well? with teaching these young men, I mean, how to be like the sons of Helaman. Why, why do you feel like that analogy works for them? This idea of like, we're going to, we're going to battle against this and fight. Oh no. And, and that's why we love the, the war chapters. And a lot of those chapters are, they're so good. They're such amazing analogies for addiction recovery and recovery of whatever in general. But like we, for, for centuries, we've been fighters for centuries and been amazing protectors of our people, right? And all of a sudden, within the last six, seven decades, right, we've gone to a little bit more consumption than creation and fighting and yes, and, and gathering and, and kind of being that wild at heart. That book is awesome, by the way, Wild at Heart. And so... We as men, we, we, well, I guess I can speak for myself. So it might be a little anecdotal, but like when I'm fighting and when I'm really providing, presenting, protecting, that's when I feel the most effective. And that's when I feel the most confident. And I think, and I know over the centuries, that's, that's what we've been like for, for that, that amount of time. And all of a sudden you got this little stint and we're pretty infant in our, in our 
in that state when a lot of the technology just, just bounced and it just got so much more in our faces. And so no wonder, right? We don't want to fight as much, but that's what we want to get back to. Not only the physical fight, not necessarily, you know, going out fighting, but like the biochemical warfare is kind of a new, not kind of a new realm for us, right? The battle has really transitioned from that physical warfare to biochemical. And so now the adversary, because of his cunning, he's been really good at transitioning that. He's had a lot of time to research it. Yes. And, and adapts to our culture and how we are now. I mean, he would certainly not approach, he approached David in a very different way. I mean, a similar way, but different than he would approach one of my sons now. I feel like it's not as blatant, like watching a naked woman bathe. Like when would my boys ever do that? Like they, you know, it's just the rituals and things are different. And so, but viewing someone online like that, that's so easy to do. So what, what would your thoughts for? Yeah, exactly. And you get that, you get a hit of heroin for free. You don't have to pay for anything. So yeah. This is crazy what we're up against. It is. And, and, and unlike anything that has ever been forced at our children before, what are your thoughts, Cody, on the preventative measures of, of this smartphones, computers, iPads, Nintendo switches, all that kind of stuff? Do you, do you kind of have a proactive or preventative approach that goes along with this program of here's how to avoid it as much as you can for as long as you can until their brains are developed enough and they've had these tools of teaching to be like, oh, okay, now I know what to do. Is there a program that's sort of a precursor like for kids that haven't but seen it or gotten into it but want to prevent this from happening? And And what would you say are some some great programs or tools that people can start implementing now as a preventative measure. Yeah, I really like the Eternal Warriors program. Do we have an Eternal Warriors preventative program at Life Change Services? That's wonderful. What is the website for that? It's called lifechangingservice.org. Lifechangingservices.org. Okay. And that's where you can find the, the Sons of Healing program and Ruani Eternal Warriors. Okay. And for girls, it's Daughters of Light. That's that's the kind of the addiction recovery for, for girls. And that's important to to note too, is this while it's definitely our young men have have more of, of this, they're they're biologically just made to view, you know, to 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 view things and differently and, and they're made for that to it, it certainly affects boys and girls. And this is definitely something that, that is that girls can benefit from too. And I'm glad that you said that daughters of light. Is that what you said? So, so let's talk about those preventative measures. What are, do you, do you think, okay, wait on smartphones, filters, obviously on your computers and iPads or no computer time after this time, no computers in rooms. What are things that you would say, here's things parents can do now as a preventative measure. And then I'd love to ask you about what are some tools they can start now if they have seen it or they or they have been viewing it, like getting outside or talking to your parents or what are some things they can do if they've already been getting into it and want want to stop? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, 
I, I really love technology. I, I guess it's such a really good kingdom builder, right? And so like, I want, I want everybody that, that approaches technology. I'm hoping that it can be a creative approach or something that gives them confidence to build that. But of course there's so many things on internet and on screens that kind of just distract and make us want to overconsume. And so if we can set limits on those, I, I'm not going to get, I, I don't really get into that with a lot of parents because I, I know each parent and the different dynamic of their house and with each, each developmental level of their kid has a different approach for each kid. But I, I, it's very important for them to consider some type of, some type of internet streaming device or that, that kind of restricts some things. Sure. I know, I know we use like at our home, we use circle, but there's other things out there. But more, more than anything, I love the conversation with, with my kiddos and with a lot of my clients, what's going to, you know, what's going to really help the internal filter, right? I really want them to be aware of their chemicals. And this is how I teach. This is what I instruct with parents to us. Like, instead of going into what do I need to restrict? How can I go into, okay, what, what is that internal filter that says, oh, something's off and I need to go, I need to go run to. I call it my, we call it flagpole, right? Flagpole is where we went to in, in school when there was a fire drill. We'd go to that flagpole or that football field and we'd feel safe. And we wouldn't go running back into that building if it was burning. We'd wait for whoever told us to, to go back in when it was safe. It's safe, right? Yeah. And so I want, I want that conversation to be like that, right? What can, what can adjust my internal filter? We know that we know kiddos aren't going to really get a lot of frontal lobe activity until they're early to late twenties, right? We don't know that, Deve you know, the developmental, whatever their stages, what, what resources have they have available to them. But that's the main, before I go into any restrictive measures, can I have that conversation with that, that young one or that teenager about internal filters? And about how we can get closer to Heavenly Father and how he can guide us, get us closer and how we can really, really take out the adversary and say, okay, what are the thoughts that might be coming in my, in my brain? Can I discern where they're at? And so those are the conversations I'd like, but I love, cause I don't know, I'm kind of a pioneer guy. Like if I could live without technology and just go and do, and just without person script, go and just <laughs> share the gospel everywhere. That's how I would be. I really, I, you know, if I'm going to use it, I'm use it to build the kingdom, but it's just not that way for everybody. And so it's very, it, I would invite everybody to have that conversation first before they have the restriction or go into that kind of the punishment area, or if that is not even punishment, it's just trying to keep the, the home safe. Right. Is, and, and it does, it all, it does all start with our minds and, and our mindset and our thoughts. And would you recommend the preventive, tell me the name of the preventative program. Yeah, there's Eternal Warrior. The Eternal Warrior. Would you, what age would you recommend beginning that with boys? So they have the Eternal Warriors for families too. And so they, you can take it as a family. Oh, awesome. You can get all the materials for the family. So, but if they wanted to just take it, take it alone, I would say, I bet, I bet by the age of 10, someone would be able to understand. Um, but I think even then they try to, they try to implement where the whole family can take the, the classes. Sure. They can learn it all together. 
and be appropriate. Can I ask, what are the prices of the programs for people that are interested? And they're like, oh, you know, and of course, if your child is going through something, I mean, I know you you do anything to, to help them, but but what are sort of the price ranges of the Sons of Helaman program and, and the um, the preventative program? And then you mentioned the Moroni's Men program as well. I, man, I, I really don't know the price of that. <laughs> Come on, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, oh, I can tell you about, okay, so Sons of Helaman, right? That's $60 a week, right? They come in with, they come in and get a yeah. $50. They get all the materials, but they get a, a professional assessment done with that. See if there's any co-occurring dis- disorders there. And then it's $60 a week. And then we want them, so in order to graduate from the Sons of Helaman program, they want, we want them to go 12 weeks without pornography, masturbation, any type of sexual misbehavior that they want to get rid of. Yeah. And then afterward, they become generals and they become mentors to the other sons of Helaman. Oh, that's awesome. Same thing with men and Maroon. It's the same price. Or actually, I think it's actually $65. Excuse me on that. Uh, awesome. And so they come in with that same kind of intake and that's with men and Maroon. So the same price for men and Maroon. And if it... Awesome. Because if you go into any type of kind of like residential treatment, yeah, those are, oh my goodness, tens of thousands of dollars. Thousands and thousands. So if you, is it a 12 week program is kind of this general set program? What if it takes 16 weeks? What if it takes? Yeah, we want them to, we, once they get to that 12 weeks of absence from that behavior. So sometimes they could be in for the 12 weeks and they, they become generals and they can but the average is about seven months where people start to really get like into that graduation and become generals in the program. And and would it be $60 a week for seven months? Like just up until they have basically 12 weeks clean, not just 12, it's, it's and, and consecutively, right? Like in a row, like, and that's, I mean, that's a long time. That's three months of, of but that's, you know, a kind of about what it takes to break a habit and especially something as as addictive as pornography there's been lots of studies that have shown how long it takes to you know rewire your brain to not be craving something or wanting something wanting that hit or just habitually thinking i log on i look at this and things like that so what would you say what would your advice be to parents that are maybe listening that are wondering well why why is this the best program for me or for my son or for our family like why why sons of helaman and and how what if i what if they suspect something but their kids haven't maybe come out and admitted it yet like would you recommend saying this is what we're doing and i'm saving you or would you recommend maybe waiting until they come forward with it before they enroll them in this type of program. Yeah, there's some that approach it and they say, you know, I'm I'm getting you into this because I want you the training. How much did they get the training? So they may not have gotten any any big exposure. Maybe they maybe have some type of experimentation or they've been exposed to it a little bit. They're like, let's just get you in preventive. Yeah. Right. And so they can either do the Eternal Warrior, which I, I will get back to on the price. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, people can look it up. <laughs> I'm not the clinical director of that one. Yeah. But yeah, they can. But I would say, yeah, getting in and getting that training in 
is going to be, but I know I'm going to take my sons and my daughters through all these programs just to make sure and to help. It's been really good to open up the conversation with my old son, my oldest son. I had him come in just when he turned 12, just to come and observe. And it was amazing for him getting to, getting to see all these return, you know, return missionaries, but ready to go on missions. Some of these guys that were a little closer to his age. And it was a really cool experience for him. And so, and that's been really vital for his, his like understanding how to deal with temptation too. So like, it depends, you know, of course, if they, if they're really denying it, right. I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in. I don't want to in. I've had so many sessions where I've had to do it out in the car with somebody that was totally didn't know me, but they, I went out there and said, Hey, this sucks. I know you'd rather have a stick in your eye than come yeah. me. And embarrassing too. There's Yeah. And so, you know what? Like I, I've had so many sessions and that's been where I think only about one out of, you know, 30 of those didn't keep coming. And so. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so it's been good. You, you gotta use, we have about 25 therapists around the world or sorry, around the nation that can really help. And we do online therapy and, and so really helps cover anybody that wants to, to come in. And the therapist is just really good. They're really good down to earth guys that I've, you know, picked and helped along the way and onboarded into our systems. I was going to ask if you had a say in, in vetting them and choosing them and, and personally saying these, these are the ones that, that we want to help that would be best for these boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been, and they, they have, they kind of have to have a kind of an entrepreneurial approach too. They have to be able to want to go and fight and, and want to have that kind of like growth mindset. Because if they don't, if they don't want to go talk to bishops and talk to state presidents can be really sure. That's right. This might be too personal of a question, but are, are, are the counselors and, and directors and people that have headed up this program, do they have firsthand experience with pornography? Because I know it's and not saying that you can't help someone if you've never experienced, but it's, you know, the difference between sympathy and empathy, like being sympathetic, like, man, that must be really hard what you're dealing with. And here's what I would do or having empathy, like, listen, I've been there, I've done that and I've overcome and here's how I did it. And and that seems so powerful to me when you can teach from a place of, you know, from experience instead of just, wow, tell me about that. And, and I'll try to help you as best as I can, but do a lot of the people in your program or the counselors have, have they been through it and, and overcome it themselves so they know firsthand how to help these boys and girls that are dealing with it? Yeah, you know, some of them have opened up to me about some of their past and some of them haven't. And, and most of them know the kind of the rigmarole and the kind of harshness of being human in general. And so, but yeah, they, they're really good people that just, they, they're very expert in their field. And so, yeah, some of them, you know, I, I really don't know if we could empathize with those that go through what they go through without having some type of acknowledgement of humanity, yeah. hardship. And so, yeah, yeah, they, they really, they're really humble and good, awesome guys that just want to fight, do good. It's so great. Well, it, it's so great to have that hope. I think that's, that's the biggest thing that Satan takes away is, is the hope and that now that you've done it, you will always be miserable. There's never hope for you. He he makes it so enticing and exciting and awesome and then just smashes you on the ground saying, now you're ruined. So to have that hope of you're not ruined and it's not your fault and there is a way out, 
oh, I just can't imagine anything more beautiful for for my boys and and for people that are struggling with this to know. Doesn't matter how deep you are. It's like that quote from Elder Holland: like, there's no where you can go that the light of the atonement can't reach you. There's no dark hole you can crawl into that he doesn't know where you are and how to get you out of it. And I think that's what's so great about the Sons of Helaman program is giving that hope back to families and to kids that are dealing with it. That's what's awesome. I, I just love that, you know, I, I, we often teach, you know, Satan's not picky. He doesn't care. He can even, because I, I don't want it to be fully, because these guys have a lot of like testimony about the program. I'm like, okay, I remember, I want you to get testimony of God because Satan doesn't, he does not care what we go to. Yeah. Just as long as we don't get to God. Yeah. So like, that's what's awesome. Like, hopefully all the therapists, all the people that are coming into the program or observe the, the countenance and the demeanor of the program, get that. They say, wow, hopefully we can get to that point where we just get all these tools and all these things that just get us closer to being still. Sure. And with God and have his love with us. So. And I think that's an important point to make is that he does satan does just want to keep us away from that light and hope of the atonement and our savior jesus christ and but the savior knows where we are at all times and and is there to help us as parents to help our kids through these difficult things everything they're going through and our and our kids how to help them overcome and and get through it so cody thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today about the Sons of Helaman program and, and tell us one more time where people can go if they're like, okay, I'm interested, I want to get involved. What is the website? Where can people go to find more information about this? Where are you located? Is this done virtually? Is it done in person? All those things. Yeah, you can go to lifechangingservices.org. We, you can do virtual sessions, online sessions, group sessions individual sessions with therapists there. There's a whole list of therapists, women and, and men in our, on our website at Life Change Services. In person, we have a lot of in-person Farmington, Utah. We have in-person Lehigh or American Fork, Ogden, all along the Wasatch Front is in-person and others outside, outside the state of Utah. But most everything's done online now. But would you recommend person for me? I was going to say, would you recommend an in-person versus a virtual? Are there pros and cons to both? We're seeing that the same success rate is happening either or. So okay. Even if, I, if, even if I'm person or in person or online, so we've been getting the same result. Like usually the, the average is the seven months. Awesome. The outliers are 12 weeks and sometimes the outliers it's about two years. Oh, wow. Is, have, have you ever had anyone that was not able to graduate or was not able to to do it that's like you're a hopeless case you know like there's and maybe sent them on to other things or for the most part have you found that you're able you know two months two years to to finally get to that point where they can graduate and and not relapse as well yeah there's some that, that decide not to to continue in the program maybe because they're not seeing the results that they want. In those exit interviews, we're trying to get them to as many resources as we can. So if it, if it is kind of, a, lot of, a lot of the times I go into, if there is an, a diagnosis of obsessive compulsive disorder, because yeah. with the, the addiction, I've got a lot of resources around Davis County that tends to get, resort, get results there and resources. 
So yeah, it depends on if they want those resources and yeah, but. And what their motivation is. Well, and I'm sure that makes it, that, that makes a big difference. If someone does have an obsessive compulsive disorder, it doesn't matter. You've, you've got to balance, you know, a medical drug with this program. Like they, they, both of them, because there's only so much you can do and your brain's like, but I don't operate that way. Like I physically and chemically operates different and, and might be different for someone that's dealing with that. So that's great that you are able to kind of help them see, well, if it's not working other approaches and how to give them the best help. It's not just like, well, looks like we can't help. You know what I mean? And it's amazing because we, we can get in that, in that assessment. Yeah. They're willing. We can say, Hey, looks like there's some kind of like a medical addiction here or some type of medical disorder. We need to maybe check in with doctor too. So it's right on there. That's awesome. Well, Cody, I think that you guys are doing amazing things over at Sons of Helaman. And again, if people are interested and wanting to learn more about this program or the other programs that, that you have available to men, to, to girls, preventative, it's lifechangingservices.online. Is that right? Dot org, yeah. Dot org. Mine says dot online. Let me look at it again and see. Yeah, dot org. And I, I don't have it right in front. Yeah. Well, it, that's the link that it had life changing. Yeah. And you can Google it sons of Helaman yeah. eternal warriors. And, and then if you click on the link on there, you can, which service is best for you. There's a number that you can call. There's an email that you can go to, and then you can pick the best program virtual or in person. Again, they have the daughters of light and that I think would help girls, especially that maybe are challenged with low self-worth anxiety, depression, depression, self-harming, unhealthy behaviors, that kind of covers. Girls have kind of a different challenge. They put it on themselves and, and, and on, like have maybe body dysmorphia, things like that. So that's something that Daughters of Light could help. And then the Warrior Women of Light, we didn't really talk about that, but that is for women of all ages. So maybe more, you know, moms my age that are struggling with things or maybe even struggling with, with their husband who has had you know, pornography addictions and those behaviors that they can enter a program to heal along with him. So lots of great, oh, and, and the worth group, that's something else I want to talk about. It's yeah, worth right. that a little bit. <laughs> yes. Worth it, it, it stands for it. It's women of rebirth, therapeutic healing, the worth group. And that's for married or divorced women who experience behavioral or I'm sorry, betrayal trauma, um, due to a spouse's, you know, pornography use or, or, you know, having affairs, things like that. So, so many wonderful, incredible programs. I'd encourage everyone to go on there. There's something for everyone. And I just think that there, there's not, you can never go wrong with just arming yourselves with these incredible tools and, and arming yourselves with, with spiritual, you know, spiritual armor and, and, and being able to teach your kids how to battle satan in all of his many forms at any age and and i would say it doesn't it doesn't end with teens and i mean this goes for men and women of all ages are are also dealing with with this and so i think it's wonderful what you're doing at sons of helaman thank you for coming on the podcast today and for all the good you're doing cody i think can i plug one more thing absolutely mothers who know and fathers who fight too that's a just a free group for parents and so just wanted to plug that really quick. Mothers who know and fathers who fight. And it looks like this is a Christ-centered team of mothers who provide support, connection, training, and hope when their children battle pornography or other or other challenging issues. And so that that would be awesome. And is that 
is that for people that are in the Sons of, of Helaman program or for anyone that has kids that are dealing with these issues? have so many recordings and they meet every Tuesday. I don't know if they've, they've changed up some things, but they usually meet every Tuesday to just just allow and just have women and sorry, moms just know how to navigate this. That is fantastic. And it, it does. It says it looks like it says you do not need to have a loved one in a life changing service program to participate. All are welcome. What an incredible resource for mothers raising kids to have and just twice a month Q&A visits from a licensed therapist, just supporting each other on their individual journeys and helping each other out. That's awesome. And again, that's on lifechangingservices.org. Thank you so much, Cody. Thank you, Carmen. I am Carmen Herbert, and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy, truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code doing good, all one word, at checkout, and you get a full month free. So check it out and sign up at ourturtlehouse.com. See you soon.